Hi everyone, welcome to Under Further Review. I'm Kata. That's Mike Bros. That's me. That's him, and that's Mikey C. That's me. And that's Boots. And that's, and that's Boots, Joey. And that's Joey. We've got the the whole zoo here. And yeah, we we want to start with the obvious this week because I I feel like okay, normally we would start with like playing our game and how are we doing, but I feel like the mood is just like like I feel like I kind of know how we're all doing, right? Like. Yeah. And and the game is like, well, we can discuss that. But um, but I think we should just get into things um, and and start with the obvious. So who wants to give the rundown of what happened this week for anyone who's been living under a rock? I'll do it, Mikey. Were you? I was watching. Caught yeah, you. We were all texting. Yeah, no, I, you weren't well, I there. I was not watching. I I was not well, initially watching. I don't think you were watching live, but you put it on, right? I did. Yeah, I was at I was at a bar seeing some friends in town and they had one tiny TV in the corner and it was on and we all kind of like completely shifted our focus and um and I rushed home, but yeah. Mikey, were you watching? Uh I I I half watched things, but when it happened, you know, I had it on. Oh, I was watching watching. So, uh, okay, watching, so watching. I was watching watching. So, uh, essentially Jamar Hamlin, a uh, safety for the Buffalo Bills went and made a tackle and stood up after the tackle and then immediately collapsed to what ended up being an unfortunate next 10 to 15 minutes. Very uh, scary health situation that ended the Buffalo Bills and Cincinnati Bengals game and has left it postponed and canceled and uh, Demar Hamlin's health. While these uh, today, Thursday, Thursday, January 5th, um, some more optimism around his health still within critical condition in in some questions um, and has left the NFL community this week feeling particularly emotional to put generically. Yeah, that's a good synopsis. And there's been a lot of um, progress made, it sounds like, in the last 48 hours um, with the minimal updates that have been given. Obviously, everyone's doing their best to respect the family's privacy right now. Uh, there are a lot of questions still left up in the air. Will the game be played at some point? is is it canceled are they going to call it a draw or a tie we there there's really no answer and honestly in my opinion there should not really be an answer everyone is putting Jamar Hamlin's health at the forefront which i think is a great thing to see yeah um it it leaves a lot of i, I will say one thing i have heard so far of instances in some of my own fantasy leagues where championship games were being played in in some cases and now those games you know commissioners are hesitant to decide to decide those games and whatnot um until there is a decision made and there are people who are extremely frustrated by that which i think is just kind of a dick way to approach things but like I understand if people are frustrated because it maybe is frustrating, but like, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe lead with a little, little bit more of, sensitive, a little bit, a little bit more tact. Uh, I mean, I will say, you know, not to be insensitive, like it was like, yeah, you're right. There was a lot of things converging that week. I mean, I, there was the playoff implications, fantasy, there, there was a lot going on. So it does leave a lot of people, I think, wondering what's going to happen, but what's next. Yeah. I think the bottom line is, I don't think you could do, anything until you find out that he's going to be okay i mean that's kind of yeah my guesstimation of where it is 
how do you expect any of these players that all of this revolves around to do? And because that's what it comes down to is everyone's like, well, what about fantasy? What about this? And I'm like, <clears throat> what about the players that have to play? Right. And you expect them to play knowing that a player was resuscitated on the field. And not yeah. only not only those health implications on themselves, but having the trauma of having seen that happen across the league, not just for the players who were there, not just for these two teams. Yeah. I mean, they administered CPR for like what, 10, 15 minutes it on like the field nine or something somewhere around yeah. there. It was that's a lot. And yeah. So that's tragic to see. Absolutely. Traumatic. Mm-hmm. I was, it, it got me for a couple of days. Good. And I don't play football. So to be a player and to say, I got to go play a game and I just watch somebody it, it, so far, there's been no report of an underlying health issue. This was like a very rare, from what we understand, incident related to the way he was contacted and how his heart reacted. But it wasn't specific to his health as we know of right now, which means it could hypothetically happen to anyone. And when I've asked certain practitioners who work in like ER medicine, I'm like, is there a adjustment to what players are wearing to combat this? A lot of them said no. Right. Well, I'm said there's really nothing you can do about it. Which, like, if you're a player, how on earth are you not supposed to be playing and thinking about that? Right. And 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 another thing I want to point out is that there were a lot of early reports, which I, I don't it's unclear if they're true or false. That kind of assumed I had seen a, an insider who I have followed for a long time um, talk about how there had been some kind of like a almost like a murmur type situation reported by which that has not been confirmed at all. Um, There was a lot of like misinformation being reported about it. And I think people were jumping to conclusions because when you see something like this in a sport like the NFL, that's not used to a, a trauma of this capacity, uh, there's a tendency to jump to conclusions. And people really don't want it to be the sport is unsafe. That's what people were so afraid right. to just say is the sport is not safe. Right. It's not. Right. It's not a safe sport. Period of the story. Well, we, we we do what we can, but like these things can happen. And like, we'll finish this conversation. But I do want to also talk about my favorite conversation revolving around this is players rights and health care. Players rights and health care oh, yeah. and how this player is a two year player on a sub two hundred thousand dollar contract right now is not vested so not three years so if he's out forever if his career is over he does not get any money from the nfl hypothetically as of right now given the contractual nature of how the nfl's players rights work right yeah we could definitely yeah we can go into that but back to like the injury it made me think a lot about um when you think about your heart it's this organ that pumps your blood and keeps you alive and everything. I don't even know if science has figured out how it pumps or why it pumps. I don't know. They probably, I'm sure there must be a scientific reason. But anyways, it's this organ that beats and pumps your blood and keeps you alive. You would think if you whack it, it's going to do something to it. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's the same thing. It's just you a know, crazy idea. It's it's same thing with your brain. I mean, like and and the way that like a heart attack can, it, you know, it's great to hear that as of recording this podcast, there's been um, progress in Hamlin's health that demonstrates that he is not mentally incapacitated to the extent that he's not aware of the people around him. He's opened his eyes. He's squeezing. Has the he? Hands. Do you know? Has he been? Oh, okay. He's been squeezing That's, the hands of his ask. loved ones. 
Um, and, and that's a, a remarkable thing to hear because heart injuries do affect, I mean, his lungs are apparently still not on, they're not in any way back well, when to your heart normal. stops beating you lose yeah. oxygen to your to brain and, and causes brain damage i think that's yeah yeah that's like one of the concerns there right and and so it's good to hear that that there has been some progress at least indicated there um again as of recording this podcast but it's uh i man it's it's just a really it was a scary thing it was a shocking thing it was and, and i'm again another great narrative you know not that any of these are good narratives and mm. conversations that anyone there are wants the best be. narratives of yeah, any narrative no one wants to be having these conversations obviously but um but the way that the game was stopped and it seems now the reporting has been clarified that the nfl did not necessarily outwardly intend to continue the game there was no like five minute practice as joe buck had announced even though that was what was reported to him so no fault on his part mm -hmm. um yeah it, but but it was largely it was largely the players and the coaches who made the decision to not play and for them to have that agency is is a wonderful thing and great that they they came together and to see see moments like the coaches coming together and being like what the fuck are we going to do and to see moments of josh allen and joe burrow they were embracing each other in comfort for over this situation and to see all these players coming together, um, you know, out of true fear, like some of these guys do get really competitive and they're, you know, you talk about dirty players and players who are out to kill and whatever. And all of that went out the window in this moment. The kind of camaraderie that was seen is something that I feel like is not traditionally seen in this game or, um, you know, and to see and then to see the GoFundMe explode. Right. Um, that's crazy. Oh my God. That was crazy. And and the whole NFL coming back. I mean, Andy Dalton like paying it back. Um, and and you know, the Patriots and uh Robert Kraft and you know it was it was any number of players and organizations and families and even Tom Brady's charity gave uh his organization. It was really, really cool to see. So something I do want to say, though, is that while this is speculation, like I think there's also a part in which some players probably were have been desensitized to the, the seriousness of being injured in this sport. And I mean, we did see that Sunday cave on Thibodeau. Yeah. Uh, ugly response to Nick Foles being hurt. That yeah. was not cute. And his that. response was even not cuter. No, that was that was really, really upsetting as a Giants fan to see that kind of behavior. And um, I mean, you know, we all understand the celebrations and I think they're fun and whatever, but, you know, not at the expense of other players. And to have been abundantly aware that the person next to you was in a serious amount of pain and to have celebrated. Despite that, and then when to have had it brought up by reporters and then to like come for Jeff Saturday and be like, I don't know who that is. Yeah. Like, what a little twerp. How old are you? Yeah. No, that was it was completely immature. Um not not cool. So did you guys see the skip Bayless thing too? Oh, oh yeah. Lord. Yeah. I have feelings about that. Do here's my thing. We have more yeah. to talk about on this uh later on. We we should we can wrap up the game for the week pretty quickly and talk yeah. the general let's talk the general, you know, football is still continuing. 
as we understand it right now. So yeah. Let's, let's as we know, it. all the games this weekend are unscheduled to be played and everything. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And and it looks like and and it looks like both teams, both uh the Bills and the Bengals are going to play games this weekend. And I'm sure that that's going to cast a huge pall over those games. And I, I, I feel bad for those players. I really do that. They, they really haven't had much time to recover or digest, you know, losing someone who particularly the Bills, who is a teammate, you know? Yeah. It's, it is sad, but I mean, of course this show's got to go on. It's a multi-billion dollar industry. Um, it, You know, you can't, you can't do that. So what have we decided to do with our game this week? I Are mean, we just putting a hold on this week's scoring? No, I, right think, I think we can call the scoring as if it's a draw. And if we come back next week and they play it, we'll, we'll, we'll update. It. Yeah. Okay. We'll Let's do that. Happens. So Mikey uh, had another amazing week because the Bengals, that, that game didn't play out. I mean, it could have been better. It could have been worse. We have no idea. Um, so Mikey scored one, two, three, four, five, six. My Chargers won, right? Yeah, so you got six points. Oh my god. I thought you did well too. Um one, two, three, four, five. You got one. Hey, two. you're in the plus. Two. Oh, so two. I'm back in the plus. Two. Okay. Well, you were in the plus before. So uh Kata, you have three. Mikey has thirty-two. And I have nine. Okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, we're going to see how this fucking goes, but okay. I definitely don't think playoffs can salvage this unless all of Mikey's teams flop, <laughs> but I just don't foresee that happening. Um, I do foresee, Kata, all your teams might flop. Um, oh. Like the Jets are flopping, the Dolphins <laughs> are flopping, the Seahawks will do what they can, uh. Commanders are flopping, the Lions might make it, I hate the Jags might make it. The Bills are the only even the option. Bills going into that game. I mean, Bills aren't flopping, but, but they're, uh, having they're not like the yeah, they're not the clear number one team I think they were earlier in the year. I mean, you guys have playoff locks. I don't I have like one playoff lock. This sucks. <laughs> this just sucks. I don't even oh god. Yeah, this you went is too not... much with heart. Uh, she does but it's why she's here we need it uh, who I else know. is gonna do it I hate it so let's make some decisions let's make some choices who's let's... first on the waiver wire let's... it's not me because I was last week so it's is me. it it's, it's you yeah yep me and Mikey then you caught up so all the see. teams that are are available are out of the playoffs. Raiders, Bears, Cardinals, Texans, Broncos, Saints, Rams, and Colts. All right, let's give ourselves as a group a little round of applause for yeah, that. Yeah, I was going to say we did that right at least. Yeah, like we we at least as a group managed to not leave any playoff contenders on the table by the last week of regular season, <laughs> and that is that's kind of impressive to me. Sort yeah. of. It took us you know. until week 16, 17 to figure it out. Like, I just picked up the Titans. I just picked up the Patriots. I mean, you guys carried that. You guys certainly carried that on on your backs. Um, I owe you both massages for that. But uh, but but yeah, let's uh, let's give ourselves a round of applause for that. And so, I mean, is there a team or are there teams that are available that you think could still win this week or are at least going to give it a shot? Um, that's a great question. Uh, I think the Falcons could beat the Bucks because I think Tom Brady is probably not going to play. 
because they don't have to because they're locked into whatever they're locked into right uh i guess so i heard um one of the most interesting stats i heard on on sports radio this week was on levitard show which i i haven't really been listening to a lot of lately but i wanted to hear the thoughts their thoughts on um thibodeau um and and on damar hamlin um the the stat was tom brady in his career has never essentially played a meaningless nfl game oh yeah i've heard that yeah he has never his team has always been alive or something yeah until the last yeah week of the play because they didn't make the patriots didn't make the playoffs i think in 2003 or 2004 but it was up until the final week no it was it was just the final week they didn't make it um so that that was very shocking to me. So I don't I mean, I don't know. So uh, Tom Brady is going to play. Um, he, he is going to start. Yes. Going to start. Yeah. So that begs the question. Um, Somebody the has to win between the Browns and Steelers. That's true. Someone has to do that. OK, so it really comes down to for me. My flexy ones are the Falcons or the Panthers. Falcons are paying, playing the Bucks. The Panthers are playing the Saints. I feel like the Panthers could beat the Saints. I feel like the Falcons probably won't beat the Bucks. Um, I I believe. I you know what. Um, there really just isn't anybody that I'm particularly excited about among this group. So like, I'm not gonna make any moves, but I'll wait to see if you guys do. Okay. When's the last time I didn't make a move? Truly. Uh, yeah, it's it's been a minute. Um, and you made some good ones last week too. Um, who's next? Me. It's Mikey. Oh, well, you're gonna give your confidence pick first. Oh yeah, give us a confidence pick. Uh, when was the last time I've been confident in any man? Can I get a hoya? Hoya. <laughs> anyway, um, he gave it to himself. So for the record. That is actually a really fair question and a little bit tough for me to choose. Ravens are in a tough game, in a tough matchup with the Bengals. Eagles have been struggling and will play the Giants. And I don't love that. Um, Cowboys will play Commanders. That might be my best choice. And... Uh, Chiefs are playing Raiders, and I that game is always unnecessarily difficult. So, Cowboys. Okay. Right. Nice work. Thank you. Mikey, your turn, sweetie. Yeah, I'm quick and easy. No moves that I'm going to make this week. So, I'll give... You know, I don't think I picked by 49ers much for a confidence they're at home against the Cardinals and they're still playing for the number one seed yeah which is something we could talk about so I'll go with my 49ers this week for my confidence pick okay did you see Ron Rivera after they lost last week say he didn't know that they were still alive for the playoffs that was something oh my god (laughs) That's just that just feels very Ron Rivera to me. Like, <laughs> yes. is that is that a horrible thing to say? That just feels on brand for him. Um, <laughs> like Ron. he's like, I'm just playing the football games. Like, I don't give a shit about the implications. I love that <laughs> for him. I'm happy for that man. 
I. All right. So here's. Yeah, we're gonna see some moves. No, I'm. I'm. I'm not making a move. <gasps> I'm not making a move. But because I've I have committed thus far, and this is where I. This is what I feel. But as far as my confidence pick, oh. I am stuck in between. My my heart is telling me I should just I should take the Dolphins. They need one win. They need one win to make the damn playoffs. Um, I feel like this if they're they this is the best they've looked. I feel like they want it really bad. Yeah, but didn't they just sign a new quarterback because their first and second can't play? Yeah, but they want it. Oh, <laughs> I, but they win. want it. But they want it. So, and I want it for them. Um. Yeah. My my other inclination is almost out of posterity to take the bills. Well, that actually begs the question. I was kind of looking to trade the Patriots because I think they're an interesting prospect in tradable for like a fringe wild card team. Yeah, we haven't made any trades this season, have yeah, we? We don't want to help each other. Yeah. Um who would you trade the Patriots for? Um Probably, like, I could do the Jags, maybe. I would do that. Really? I would trade, yeah. Ooh. No, well... Um, I mean, I yeah, sure, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think I would do that. All right, I'll, pro- I'll propose the trade officially. Can I trade you the Jacksonville Jaguars for the New England Patriots? Uh, yeah. Guys, we have our first trade wow. in the final week of regular season. I'm going to explain why I, I I said yes, and then you can explain why you said so yes. So you I'm could go, yes. Trevor. That's that, why you said yes. <laughs> but I have, I have the Titans, too. And one of them are going. So, okay. I'll get one. Yeah. I'll get one. Um, And in your case, with the Dolphins and the Patriots, one of them might go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I would absolutely make that trade. So I'll go. I'll get zero for those two this week, but I'm okay with that. All right. Yeah. Um. You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna. Well, then in that case, since I have the Patriots, and I don't I don't really want to. Patriots are mm. playing the Bills. Mm. Yeah. I know. I know. Do uh man, I really want the Bills to fucking win this game. Do I want to hedge? The you know what? Uh, the emotion. I'm gonna hedge. I'm gonna take the dolphins. I'm gonna hedge my playoff picks essentially and take the dolphins in case the Patriots win against the Bills. Then the Dolphins will likely go. Will likely be in the playoffs, and that will have hedged. So that. So that is what I'm doing with all those picks done. Um, I'm set to have five playoff teams. Mike, you have six with the possibility of all of them with eight. The Steelers and the Packers are still in contention. Are still are still going. Um in Kata, you have the opportunity for two, three, four, five, six. And we will see how I, I will have two though, because it will be the Patriots or the Dolphins. Right. Well, neither I will certainly is it between right. one or the two? Could it be neither? If no, they, I think it's got to be one of them. Got to be one of you think. Yeah. yeah. Well, because in the AFC, Pittsburgh is has a better record because they have a tie. I think. Um, Pittsburgh's not going to win that fucking game. If the Titans win and go eight and eight, or eight, get get eight and nine, and both Patriots and Dolphins lose and get eight and nine, 
there's something there. All right. Well, I definitely have one then, and but there are possibilities. And the commanders are about to be on their way out unless they beat the, the Cowboys. Um, and for the record, I think the one team that I do have that is is the Buffalo Bills um, has is probably going to win the Super Bowl. So I might still win this game, y'all. That's all I'm saying. That's fair. That's fair. You get like 40 some odd points yep. if you're a player, if they win. Yep. Yep. And that's that on that, folks. Um, if if again, if decisions are made about this past Monday night football game, then we will update the scores accordingly and we will give you all that update next week on under further review. Alrighty. Let's take a break. Let's take a break. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you guys could guess from my general serene, peaceful, cerebral demeanor, but I am very invested in how the products I use impact my own personal wellness. But even more so, we here at UFR as a brand and as individuals are extremely conscious of the way humanity's impact on the environment is perilous. And it's crazy how we don't know what the products we use are actually doing to the world we live in. And for me, one of those things is candles. Anyone who knows me knows that I am a slut for candles. I probably have between two and four burning in my house at all times. But I've recently ditched my expensive and toxic go-to brands for a more boutique candle experience from Andrew Candle Company. Did y'all know that indoor air pollutants are often up to five times higher than outdoor levels? Traditional indoor candles made with harmful ingredients such as paraffin wax and toxic fragrance oils are often the biggest culprit behind this alarming statistic. Andrew Candle Company has carefully sourced all of their premium ingredients to ensure they are free of toxins, sulfates, parabens, lead, soy, paraffin, and petroleum products. Their beeswax solution is 100% a renewable resource. And as far as personal health is concerned, releases negative ions to improve allergy and asthma symptoms, decreases blood pressure, improves sleep quality, and reduces common ailments like headaches. Which is exactly what I need. (laughs) But y'all also know I love to host, and Andrew's Candles are not just an environmentally friendly solution to my signature aesthetics. It's actually beneficial to my health and the health of my company. The scents are clean, modern, and just as bougie as I am. Andrew's candles are hand poured in Atlanta, Georgia and make fantastic gifts too. And tis the season for curling up with a candle and a good book. Am I right? Or masking the smell of desperation during a date or trying to liven up your last cuffing season relationship. All right. That's enough. But trust me, y'all, they have everything. The cozy scent is perfect to burn when I'm editing in my living room. And I keep the garden scent on my vanity when I'm doing my morning and evening skincare routines. We love supporting small businesses here, especially in this economy. And y'all are in luck today because Andrew Candle Company is offering our listeners a special discount. Visit andrewcandlecompany.com to shop and enter code UFR15 at checkout for 15% off your order. That's andrewcandlecompany.com, promo code UFR15. And check out Andrew Candle Company on Linktree to learn more about the benefits of beeswax. That's linktr.ee slash Andrew Candle Company. Welcome back, everyone. Oh, hey. Hey. All righty. Let's talk more. We we ended our, our block one conversation um, with a few things to discuss regarding... Yeah, there's some there's some sports media, social media stuff to discuss. You said you wanted to talk about Skip Bayless first. 
Yes, oh yes, yes. Should, I, I'm curious about block. What a fucking mess. <laughs> this is You're this show is a mess, guys. When we don't this do a run shot. Oh, yeah. oh god. I keep going. I, I want to hear what your thoughts on, on I actually this have a spicy thing. take on this as well, unfortunately. Because um, I, I I don't even know what my take is on it. I don't because well, let me. I want to hear your guys's first. So I understand how everyone on the internet, for the most part, eviscerated him, and I love seeing Skip Bayless get eviscerated. I'm just like right. have yet to be proven as to why. I'll say this with my full chest: why Skip Bayless is taking the seat of somebody a little bit more better. Um. So he got eviscerated for the tweet. The phrasing of the tweet came across as if he was. Can we find the tweet for yeah, the audience I'll, who hasn't I'll seen read it? The tweet. Yeah. Um. The, the the way that the tweet came across was that the first thing he said was how this impacts the NFL, like how crazy it is. But then at the end said, but now it just feels like none of that even matters. Okay, and it's <laughs> entirely possible that his intention was to say, oh my God, this is such a big deal for the NFL and for the league. And this like shakes things up in an unprecedented way. And for, and the craziest thing about all that is that it doesn't even matter. And, but like the tweet just didn't read like that. So we got eviscerated for it. His co-host didn't show up. And then this, did you guys watch when he did come back? Yes. Sh- oh my God. Yes. Hate, hate. That's real hate. Yeah. They their relationship has completely deteriorated, according to uh, some sources that went to front office sports. Him and Shannon. Yeah. yeah. If you watch really? the first episode back, yo. Yeah, it it was rough. I mean, I I just saw the clip on Twitter. Um, I kind of I saw his clip. I, I tend like, to yeah. oh, and I saw that too. I mean, I tend to agree. I'm I'm a sheep, and so I watch what everybody else watches, um, without question, and I want to stay informed. But um, I'm kind of of the mind. And I should practice better what I preach. Like, I don't understand why we're still giving um, that show or Skip Bayless any kind of attention whatsoever, positive or negative. And that's how I feel about that. Did we find the tweet? Um, I didn't realize this asshole tweets so much. <laughs> yeah. Um, Did you see the video going around of his... Uh... The interview uh when he had his old partner and the partner i think he called his partner chris and then just like dead ass like i like went for him like on camera and just like pushed all right him out here's of the chair. tweet here's the tweet i got it i loved it he said no doubt the nfl is considering postponing the rest of the game but how this late in the season a game of this magnitude is crucial to the regular season outcome which suddenly seems so irrelevant See, uh, horrible phrasing horrible phrasing it, it is i mean when said out loud if you said it i think it sounded worse saying it out loud no <laughs> i feel like if you said it in a way saying like but how could it right like but in a how, way that's that like, hurt yeah, but how question mark but how like you know i think i see what he was probably at best trying to do but honestly you are a broadcaster journalist type of person be better i don't know right use your tweet. words better yeah be a better yeah. tweeter Use and he constantly better. sucks at broadcasting and tweeting in a respectful, educated way. The only thing he's good at is making people respond and get mad. Put me on the show. I'll fight about it. Yeah. I'll push him. I don't care. Yeah. It's just, I, I'm not interested. You know, argument shows or what do we call them? Um, Debate shows. Debate, debate shows. shows. Like, they're not my favorite thing in the world anyway. 
but uh, there is a way to do it that is tactful, respectful, but also well-educated. And I just don't feel like Skip Bayless' shows ever do that. So I'm not validating his tweet because of past history. This was his first offense. I might have been like, mm. swing and a miss, buddy. But he's been missing for years. So, Well, hey, and, and I don't want to put you on the spot, Mikey C., but I do want to point out that Bart Scott had some choice words as well over on ESPN. And that that got him in a little bit of trouble on the internet as well. And and you don't don't feel like you have to comment or anything I unless you want to, but did it he something that he tweeted or uh something, something that he said. It was an opinion about about, you know, I I won't try to quote it. It was said on a show. I think it was said on first take. Um people can Google it if they want to. I don't really recommend it personally, but was that when they were discussing T. Higgins' role? Right. And, oh, that was absolutely not to that. Yeah. Absolutely it, not to that program. Thank you. It was it was inappropriate oh. to uh to DeMar's situation. Um it sounded like they were giving and also inappropriate to to T. Higgins, who honestly, you know, the the there was great reporting by oh God, Kelsey. I wish I remembered her last name. I'm so sorry. Uh, she's a Bengals beat reporter in Cincinnati and she did some great reporting, went straight over to the, the locker room level after the game or after the game had been called as suspended and saw T Higgins walking out with his mom and everyone knows how important T Higgins, mom is to him. If Kelsey you know anything Conway? about, yes, that's her. Um, uh, Kelsey Conway uh, was reporting about T Higgins walking out with his arm around his mom and, and just a beautiful moment there of like seeking comfort because I, no one has said like, Oh, he feels bad about it, but you got to imagine he does. Imagine. Yeah. And and for ASPN, listen guys, like for ASPN, for that programming to have happened to say, let's criticize the legal tackle. It was a legal tackle. Like it was, it was a legal tackle to say, Oh, well there's criticism for T Higgins in the way the tackle was done. I think that's egregiously inappropriate just my opinion to the circumstance because what are you supposed to do um it was a legal tackle yeah you're supposed to play football you're supposed to it, it was legal and it's yeah. a part of the game like you want to challenge the game we do that all the time here like, like challenge the game challenge the rules challenge the equipment you're wearing which apparently can't be changed but then to go after the person that made a legal tackle yeah i i i um no it's a no for me personally but yeah there's there are a lot of interesting conversations happening about all of this on, on social. And I, again, it, that's another, you know, every week I feel like I'm sitting here, like, why am I still doing this fucking Twitter thing? And it's moments. I feel like every week there's a moment like this, whether it's in sports or culture or politics or, you know, what have you, that is either so fucking hilarious that it's like, this is why I'm doing this Twitter thing or so unifying in in large part that keeps me there and makes me feel better and this was one of those like monday night i got home and i'm like scrolling through my timeline and seeing just this outpouring of love and support and you know abc uh the obviously the espn affiliate it was really cool to see abc go to espn for coverage which doesn't really get to happen a lot because sports reporters aren't really considered in the same vein as other reporters and and, you know, cover this story with such empathy as it was happening. And same Twitter was much the same. And that was a really cool thing to experience as a scroller of of social. So, you know, I don't know. 
Oh my God. Andrew Marchand for the post did a piece the day after he interviewed Joe Buck the day after and was like, what was this process? Like, can you talk about like who told you, you know, he's, he is a sports media reporter. So he's kind of look, looking for the clickbaity stuff. Um, but it, but it ended up being a good, uh, a really informative article in, in that Joe Buck was like, look, this is what they were telling me in the headset was that they had the five minute warm up period. And so that is what I reported. And there was a lot of, you know, going back and watching the footage, you guys will note there's a lot of silence. There's a lot of times where no one is saying anything. They went to commercial a lot out of respect. And Joe Buck has comments about like, you know, you don't, you don't want to do analysis and you don't want to misreport in a situation like this. And I thought, I thought they did a wonderful job and Susie too did a great job. And I, I thought they all just did it with such, um, with class as it was happening. Definitely couldn't have been easy. Certainly not. Oh my God. And, and everyone also is saying, you know, to be in the stadium, like the stadium, you could hear a pin drop, like, and you could see, you know, unity there too with uh, Bills fans and Bengals fans, Bills fans being notoriously um, rambunctious, uh, (laughs) rowdy, but, but you could see them all kind of holding each other and being there for each other. And yeah, that's really, that's, that right there is why I like sports. That is why I am a sports fan. Yeah, so I guess we'll see. Um, there is something to be said about this is an unprecedented moment in the NFL. This has never happened. And there's a, l- a lot of things to consider. Like, we already know, like, as much as we know about Hamlin and his health. And so we're we're all watching that. We all have the notifications coming up on our phone at an intense rate, which is great. And now the next question actually is, like, how does the NFL handle this logistical situation so the game continues in a respectful healthy way that puts players first because i think that's what it all comes down to when people are feeling particularly confused about the priority of in which people are caring for hamlin over this or this logistic over this logistic it's it puts players first because at the end of the day the whole thing that makes us all money that we do this podcast for that makes every broadcaster journalist money it literally is about the players so like yeah it's players before everybody else because without them we've got nothing and i mean and seeing as it is there is uh, again we don't really have these answers but there's a chance that this was not a football injury and um i thought i heard somebody say in like a report that this happens not often but it happens a lot in baseball Oh, a Lions player. This happened to a Lions player. Oh, yeah. This is and this is also, by the way, not the first time something like this has happened. But Mm. it 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 is the optics of it are very uh, look very different. It it has not yet been deemed a football injury. It has not been deemed a non-football injury. It's it's um I you know there is nothing that I don't see a world in which this will make the game safer. I think that's something that is if we're looking for the most one of the most depressing things about this, I don't know if there is a rule change or a protocol change that 
can you be make put like in a, place. A heart pad with that. Yeah. Help? After the like, I don't know yeah. if that if there is something that can be done to make this safer. Right. Maybe I'm wrong. Do Maybe. we know anyone in sports medicine? I used to. Yes, we do, and we should talk to someone about that. But we we do know people in sports medicine. But you know, you gotta, you kind of just. I I think. There's a point at which you can make the game safer with certain things. And I think we all just have to realize that this just isn't a safe game. Also, fuck turf. I don't think it was completely related to this injury, but still, it's it's just like things like that. Like, oh, I know people who love turf, but it seems like all these football players are very outwardly like fuck turf because <laughs> it's incredibly hard and dangerous and you can get injured easily on it. But it's things like that that seems like there is a majority understanding of what the players need to be safe. And the NFL seems like they have some sort of right to negotiate those things. And I'm like, without the players, you have nothing. Well, and it, I you think have it, nothing. I think though, like, but what I'm trying to say is like, what my point is, is that if yes, if you can make the game as safe as you can make it, but it's still not a safe game. And so I think the priority then needs to be taking care of these players after the game. Yeah, health care and and yep. at at this point, again, I'm, I'm going to keep beating this fucking drum. I know people are tired of hearing me talk about it, but mental health resources, Period. mental health resources up the wazoo. Are there in do teams have like social workers who work for the team specifically? I'm sure they do. Counseling centers. Yeah. And, and some of them are better than others. I mean, you're Niners, Mikey. They've got two therapy dogs like they literally <laughs> have two therapy dogs in their in their. <laughs> Um, they're two little Frenchies. They have an Instagram and they're real fucking cute. You guys should look it up. Uh, mm-hmm. I think I think their handle is like the 49ers Frenchies or something. But <laughs> but some teams take it a lot more seriously than others. I don't think there's like I think there is a baseline that that all teams have to hit. I might be wrong about that. But but having those resources on hand and in, and not just having them on hand, but encouraging these players to use them after their own injuries, after injuries that they've witnessed on the field and just in regular practice, regular therapeutic practice. I mean, I I don't know where I would be without going to therapy every week. And some weeks I just fucking sit there and we don't have anything I feel to talk like about. It should and be it's required fine. that uh, every player once a week during the season goes. Player, gonna... I think every person. Uh, well, well, that's yes. a dead whatever. <laughs> but I feel like that should be yeah. a requirement throughout the week is like on Mondays or something like those off days to like everyone has like an appointment. Like 45 minutes. I mean, look, I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna tell people how to live their lives or whatever, but I do think it's a good idea. And I think I think destigmatizing, you know, the masculinity of of the game and whatever, um you know, or the lack thereof masculinity in therapy to players who play such a masculine um game, I you know. I, that can only be good for for them so well the funny and here's the thing like my mother you know she was from the the uh you know old school way of thinking that you know you don't that who you know she wouldn't be a, or you know you don't need therapy you just handle your problems you know and stuff like that but she came from a time when there wasn't social media there wasn't all this shit being yeah. thrown at you Mm-hmm. there wasn't fucking 24 7 you weren't on your getting information on your phones and everything like that it's just a different time yeah. and uh i think people are even the older generation are kind of starting to realize that yeah making moves for mental health um 
yeah. So anyways, I, I think that's all I have to say other than, you know, obviously Let's prayers up. Forever, and, but that's enough. Yeah. Players yeah. rights. Players rights and, and prayers up for DeMar Hamlin and, you know, um, and, and the bills and all of these teams that have to play games this week. It's, it's, I, I will watch football this week, obviously, but like, I'm not, I can't sit here and say that it's going to be easy to watch. No, I could, I could foresee a lot of the games going in uh, directions we don't expect, because how do you expect some of these players not to just be a little bit on edge? While yeah. Playing? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think this could potentially impact the results of some pretty pretty important games yeah but you it's know tough. yeah sorry all it's right like going back to work after tragedy you got to go back into your job and it's it's yeah. just never easy so anyways well thanks everyone for joining us um oh, can i ask you about this date first oh yes all right let's let's end on a a more um a less uh let's let's Serious? call it not to minimize your your ex- your life experience, just tell me about mikey. the girl mikey let's just, just hear about the girl well, here's the, I know I got to tell you about the situation. So growing up, I had this friend, Mike, who lived a couple of houses down from me. No, not you, Mike. His, another Mike. Or we. And yeah, he was a couple of years younger than me. I would always joke and say that we were cousins because his family is from the same uh, village in Italy that my family's from. In fact, in fact, they his family sponsored my family when they came over from Italy. So we've always said, like, uh, we're cousins, even though technically we're not cousins, right? Everyone so we couple- from that village is named Mike, by the way. Yes, Anyways. they are. <laughs> Mikey. That's Mikey. That's Joey. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, um, like I said, he was a couple years younger than me. So after high school, you know, I went off to college. He went off to college. Kind of lost, you know, touch with, with each other for probably like a good 10 years. And finally bumped into him like 10 years later. And just talking to him and he's like oh he's like yeah how you doing he's like oh i got married and i'm divorced um i was like wow he was like married for five years got divorced and so i was telling him i'm like oh that sucks and i was telling him about my life and then there was something about my best friend who works in this law firm i was like hey my friend caesar he's a lawyer now and he's like oh my god what law firm turn to come to find out his ex-wife works at my best friend's law firm i was like wow that's pretty crazy small world so anyways, didn't really think much of it. A couple of days ago, I match up with I'm somebody sorry, I'm online. guessing. I'm trying to guess. I'm trying I, to I guess. I just don't this. like where this is I, going. I, I, I'm I think getting I know nervous. where this is going. Go for it, please. A couple of days ago, I matched with somebody online, started talking to him, hit it off. And come to find out this girl that I'm going out with is my ex-wife. The ex-wife. No! <laughs> my. I literally fucking I, listeners God. couldn't listeners couldn't see it, but I literally turned yeah, to Mike Rose and was like, "Is like, he about to go out with the ex-wife?" Yeah, absolutely. Wait, not. Is, is that like okay with your friends? Like, well, they're not friends anymore. We're not really friends. I mean, we're friendly. He's oh, remarried no. now. Now he's married oh, again with a kid. It's fine. He's... I don't know, man. No. I'm... Okay. Whoa. I don't know. <laughs> Whoa. Five years. Are you saying like someone you dated five years ago, if they were like, hey, can I date someone you know? Like, there's very few people I would care no. about. Okay. I'd be like, go for it. But yeah. if my, yeah, but if... I'm sure if he knew, he wouldn't be thrilled. If my best friend came up to me and was like, hey, it could be. But they're not best friends. Be, no, wait. Yeah. It, all right. If if a friend of mine, who I 
haven't have, spoken have, to in 10 years no, who I have but who I have a history with a family history with and mm. came up to me 25 years after my divorce and asked if they could date my ex-husband I would still feel a little weird about it I'm not gonna lie there are plenty of fish in the sea I would feel a little weird about it you know Mikey I I, I live by this rule and it might be for some and not for others but I think it's really profound fuck around and find out <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, who knows? Maybe I'll go out with her tonight. We don't hit it off and you don't hear any more of it. Now, or are you, you hit okay. it on? So wait, are you yeah. going to, are, does she know that you know her ex-husband? And if yes. so, are you going to bring it up? Okay. She does know. Um, we're more into like, see that she, you know, used to work on my best friend's law firm. And I guess like, uh, that's the thing. I haven't even talked to him about it yet. Cause then I want him to be like, yo, you know, that's Mike's ex-wife. <laughs> Well, that, but if he if he is like that, then that you should take that as a sign. Like, oh, may, wait, maybe, maybe that's not okay. Mm. Just I, go uh, on the date. Play, let's just <laughs> play it by ear. I don't think this is a good idea. I'm really excited for an update on this next week. Yeah. So next well, week is playoffs. Next week is Mikey C's tumultuous date. And next and week, does we this have change a anything? Does this change anything? He, I did not know this. He asked her for the divorce. And apparently they're civil. They're friendly. She didn't have anything bad to say about it. She said, oh, it's just we were in the wrong time. We're, you know, wrong time for us. I don't think that changes anything. It doesn't change anything. No, I don't think it matters who asked, asked whom. Um, but I'm but I'm very interested to see how this goes. I need you to go home tonight after this date and take diligent notes about, <laughs> so that you have so that you can tell us everything that you talked about regarding these people that you know in this situation next week we will reassess the situation maybe i'm totally wrong about everything in my opinions um we will have playoffs we will have this we will have a guest next week i'm not gonna say who um because i don't want to jinx it because this person's already flaked on us once uh but we we will have a guest and um Playoffs. All right. Mikey sees dating. I'm about to start auditioning for grad schools this time. Yeah. Next- Yay. I'm one day out tomorrow. This time next week, if we record on Thursday again, I'll be, it'll be the next day I start. And I'll be out of town. So we'll figure uh, it out. So we'll figure it out, folks. Um, everyone have a great week. Take care of yourselves this weekend. Do something nice for your mental health. If it means not watching football, then like maybe like take a little bit of a break on Sunday, yeah. like and go take a walk or something. Or go out with your friend's ex wife. Or go Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. All right. All right. Bye, guys. Take care, Bye. everybody.